Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, it's Locked On Mavericks for Thursday, January 5th. You know the deal. I'm Mike. He's Jake. I'm at Machine Sports. He's at Not Jack Kemp. You can follow the show also at Locked On Mavs on Twitter. If you want a, uh, an update every day whenever the show gets posted, if you've noticed, it's usually about 9.30 or 10, some days a little bit later, but uh, that's, uh, that's the standard. Uh, we're in a bit of a time crunch today, so we're going to get right to it if you don't mind. Um, we're going to follow up on something we talked about yesterday, which is the value of the Dallas Mavericks first round pick um, very rapidly uh, depreciating because they are a better team at this moment than they were earlier in the season. And we're both assuming that they're going to win somewhere between 40 and 50% of their remaining games with the current roster uh, that they're rolling out on the court. And that's just too many damn wins to secure a top five pick. And we aren't super interested in a uh, 7 through 11 pick. Um, I mean, I guess we would uh, take it. It'd be, it'd be totally fine. Um, but uh, if you can get a better value in return uh, while you're, the value of your, uh, your pick is peaking, why not do it? Sure. So, he, so here's what we're going to do. I went through just about every NBA roster last night and put together a list of dudes that I think – I either would be comfortable shipping a, uh, let's just assume it's a seventh overall pick. Right now it would be, I think, a fifth. But uh, let's say somewhere between five and seven. Um, a list of dudes that I would be comfortable or at least in the same ballpark of shipped, shipping this first-round pick out the door and acquiring this player for. A um, couple rules to this. If you're a top four, top five-ish team in your conference, I don't think you're wanting to sell a player that's worth that value to uh to just add another first round pick uh and push it down the road there are some you know uh really weird circumstances that uh that doesn't apply to but they're very few and far between but it's mainly teams that are in the um what would that be bottom bottom eight uh or so of each conference so let's just start at the very bottom the new jersey no brooklyn nets um there's not a lot on that roster that I'd want to trade for. Um, the one name I could come up with, and I don't think – and Jake will be the judge here. He's going to kind of take it into account from both sides and just give a simple yes, no. He's going to be like uh, um, on Gladiator whenever the king just puts his thumb down or puts his thumb up. That's right. <laughs> whenever, it's time to kill, whenever it's time to kill somebody. Um, the only player on the Brooklyn Nets that I would entertain moving – uh, a top 10 pick, the Mavericks first round pick for is Brooke Lopez. 
And then you get into the business of salary matching, which gets really tricky. What say you? Uh, no. Okay. I'm out on Brooke Lopez. Not necessarily like as a player uh, in general. I would have been interested whenever the uh, when he was a free agent not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't really – I don't love the idea of acquiring a guy who will be 29 next year that I think is good, but – um. What's what'd you say the his his deal is now? He is uh twenty one point one this year and twenty two point six next year. And then he's free? Yep, and then he's free. So you would basically be talking about what do you want to pay him when he turn when he's thirty, do you want to give him a four or five year deal? Right. And that's probably and a no. <laughs> it's probably a no. So while I love the player, mm-hmm. uh he's had two injury shortened seasons. Um, and just the idea, if, if he were a guard, I might, or a, a shooter, I might be more interested, mm-hmm. uh, in how that career arc goes. But even though he's a, you know, damn near 20 and 10 guy, um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm out on, I'm out on that. Now, if all of a sudden it turned into like the 15th pick, right? I might be a little bit more swayed by that. Now, Brooklyn would definitely give you him for their seven, for your seven. Yeah, I think so. I think they would say yes, and let's kick this can down the road and see what we can uh, rebuild with as we gave all our picks up to acquire Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett for the rest of eternity. Um, Next team um, would be the Philadelphia 76ers, and this is where things get interesting because I think I would move the Mavericks' first-round pick for Nerland's Noel and I, and I think I would move the Mavericks' first-round pick for Jalil Okafor as, as well. Um, there are some other interesting names on that team, but I don't know if – I mean, I wouldn't move it straight up for Saric. Um, you can't get Embiid, obviously, and you can't get Simmons. So those are the two most obvious to me um, in terms of probability. Are you cool with moving the Mavs' first-round pick for Nerlens Noel, and are you cool – moving the Mavs first-round pick for Jalil Okafor. Yes and yes. Okafor, a little bit uh, less interested, not because I think he's a less lesser quality player, but I think he probably needs to play the four. Yeah. and I mean, defensively, he just gets destroyed at the five. Yeah, and so I don't know that I love the idea of playing Okafor at the five and Barnes at the four. Yeah. And I think that if you're looking for the type of center that you can play at the five, to me – with Barnes at the four, Noel is it. Now, mm-hmm. there are a lot of reports that, I mean, obviously part of the reason he fell was he was um, he was hurt. But there's also some thought that some of the things that have lingered for him are still lingering as far as his attitude. In, in Nerlens? Yeah. Yeah. Now, how much is that? How much of that is that he just hasn't gotten to play and he's in a really bad spot? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, but if all, I know all that, you know is terrible, then I don't know. You know, you put di- dudes in different situations. We've talked about this for years. You put dudes in situation with expectations and an organization that'll support them, and it just kind of changes. Yeah. Now, if I had like a uh, a guy, if you were going to continue to play Barnes at the three, mm-hmm. and at the four you had some sort of just monster, right? then you could probably get away with Okafor. But there just aren't that many. Oh, and he can shoot a little bit. Yeah. But. He's going to be a weird fit going forward. He's you got to find the right four to play with him. And yeah, what if is he's playing the five? I, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, the only way I see that working necessarily. I mean, Okafor is exceptionally talent, talented on the offensive end, and he's just a disaster 
at the other end is um, one name that popped in my head whenever you're explaining, you know, the um, perfect situation is Barnes at the three, Ibaka at the four, and Jalil Okafor at the five. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that, now that you're would interest just, me. Yeah, because, well, first of all, both now all three of those guys can shoot. Mm-hmm. Two of them are plus defenders, and all three of them can rebound a little bit. Yeah, that'd be interesting. For um, sure. All right, next team on the list is the um, uh, Miami Heat. And there's not a lot of names on here that I would be willing to move that, that pick for, but there is one, and it's a guy I've really liked for a long time. And he keeps getting moved, and I don't know what the deal is with him. <laughs> like, I wish I knew more uh, about what's wrong with Goran Dragic. But uh, would you move the Mavericks pick for Goran Dragic? Man, that's a really good one. I have now, also always liked him. I think he would kill with Carlisle's system. He's locked uh, up. He's locked up until twenty twenty. Yeah, so he's thirty, but he's not really showing signs of slowing down at this point. Mm-hmm. He's a forty percent three point shooter. Yeah. Um, you know, not exactly not a plus defender, but if you're playing next to, if you're playing with West, you're playing with Barnes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right on the nose. You no, know, I probably, it? I probably would. And here's another thing that's weird about that is it took two firsts for them to get him. Right. And on either one of them were that high, but that I thought was a bad deal. One, one, the seven. I think I would do it. Okay. Yeah, I think that one's just about right on the nose for uh, Drogic, and he's honestly having like the best uh, season of his career, which they don't have any players, but. Um, all right, the next situation gets really, really interesting to me, and that is the uh, Orlando Magic. Um, there's four names on here that I would listen about uh, and have some interest in. Um, let's start with Evan Fournier. Um, let's move to uh, Vucevic, Alfred Payton, and Aaron Gordon. How many of those would you be okay with, and how many of those um, do you think the Magic would be okay with? Uh, I would do Aaron Gordon yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think he's, you know, I think that guy's going to be end up being a star. Yeah. And, I mean, he's, dude, he's 21. Right. So you're basically saying that you'll pay him. Mm-hmm. He's His three-point shooting has increased by about 25 points every year, still only at 33%, but, you know, that – that he started at 27% when he was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could play him and Barnes at your four and three and get by. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a no-brainer for me. And I think they would probably do it because they got to do something. Yeah, dude, they they created a real stupid problem for themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sucks because I like a lot of their players, but uh, uh-huh. Vooch is... That's a real weird one, too, because if you're trying to play him at the five, that's going to be a weird fit with Barnes at the four. Mm-hmm. But he is also a guy who is a career 20 and 10 or near yep. 20 and 10. He's only 26. His deal is absolutely – he's making like $12 million and he's got a few years left. Yeah, he's got two years after this one at uh, 12.25 and then 12.75. So his first year of free agency that you pay him will be 28. So I'm way more okay with 28 than 30 for a big. Um, you know, I probably would do this. And the reason I would do it is that even if you were able to make the salaries matching by um, you send out whatever filler that you can and wave, and that's even that's kind of a hard thing to talk about because we're this is all hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. 
But in that case, you would still probably be able to go go get like, like what if you sent them Bogut, which you probably wouldn't do, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or D Will, and they sent you back like a second. Something. Yeah. Either way, I guess mm-hmm. my point is that with his money, you're still going to have a lot of money to spend in free agency. Yeah. And if I've got Vooch, I've got Barnes, I've got Matthews, uh, I've got Dirk, and then I've got, you know, $20 million, that's at least a start. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you're always measuring these guys against what you think you could get at the eighth pick in the draft. Right. And I don't know if you'll ever find a 20-10 and 10 guy, um, maybe one out of every eight rolls of the dice. You get someone close to that. So, um, Fournier, the money would be really tough to match. Um, he's making 17 for the next, for four years after this one. Um, and you already have a shooting guard. I don't know if he can play three, so that gets interesting. But um, And then Alfred Payton's the other one. Um, 22 years old, will be a restricted free agent after next season. Yeah, he's come he's- – been good for them off the bench for like the last I don't know what couple weeks, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't know that yeah, one I don't, doesn't. I don't that think one there's that much upside to that. <laughs> I really don't want another point guard that can't shoot. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to the Pistons. Um, they've got three dudes, which kind of entered uh, the uh, the grid of maybe moving a first round pick for. Um, Reggie Jackson, uh, Contavious. Well, let me called- just stop you there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes on Reggie. Yes. Uh, he's locked up through 2021 um, at 14, 9, 16, 17, and then 18. So big money, but um, locked in there, which probably won't look like a big contract after, you know, the next couple of years. Um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who will be a restricted free agent this summer. And... Tobias Harris. Uh, you know, Harris is a yes. Um, yeah, Harris is a yes for me. Okay. Although that's going to be a little bit of a weird fit also. Right. You got two of kind of the same dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Reggie Jackson is a definite yes. And I know that he's like had somewhat of a down year. He was hurt mostly. But in the last couple of weeks, he's come along pretty strong. And yeah, no, he's been that's great. A, a point guard that can shoot, who's 26. Uh, let's see, since coming back, uh, well, I guess it's that's his full year stats. But he's only he still only played like a dozen or so games, 20 mm-hmm. games. I don't know. Um, Harris, yes, Pope. That one is weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like KCP a lot. I just. Um, I don't know if he's if there's another level, if there's another tier to go up, or if right. like this if this is him, and that seems like a big, seems like a little too couple too many question marks for a dude that's about to be a restricted free agent. Yeah, um, you'd have to you you wouldn't have like a ton of time to decide on him either. Right, that's that's kind of right on the nose, and I would just say no, I'm good on that one. Yeah. Um, next team would be the Washington Wizards. Um, the name that makes the most sense to me out of this group would be Otto Porter. Um, And then kind of pie in the sky, if they're melting down and changing everything, would be Bradley Beal. But I think you've got to add some other, obviously, supplement uh, whatever you would be giving for Bradley Beal. Uh, Bradley Beal, yes, even though I know that, you know, it would be interesting to see, like, what what his numbers look like when he's not playing with Wall. 
Mm-hmm. I would still do. I would still do Bradley Beal, and I would, even though like there's a lot of teams that have good players that it's not working out for. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me not want good players. <laughs> right. No. Exactly. I would still take Bradley Beal with for the seventh overall pick, and I would run away. Yeah. I mean, because you're probably going to give something else back, obviously. Yeah, but. for sure. I may, I might even give you two first. Yeah. I might, I might give you 17 and 19, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Because he is young enough, and that deal, while it, it does look – it's it's a big, big number right now. <laughs> it's a big number, but, you know, I think you just – again, if you think about it in terms of two things, the cap, uh, that it was, you know, it was a new deal, but it's still not – what is it, 20? Uh, it's 20, let me scroll back. It gets back. up Hold to on. 25. 22, 23, 25, 27, 28. We don't know, we have no idea what the cap will be in 2019, 2020. So by then, mm-hmm. that 27 or 28 might be like a 22 now. Mm-hmm. And you're paying for his prime and his right. real prime. I mean, he won't be a free agent until he's 27. Mm-hmm. So one, one first for sure. Otto Porter's a weird player because it's he's good now, but it's the first year that he's kind of come along. He's had steady improvement. He didn't play much his first year. Yeah, he does look super raw, but he's dude, he's good. Yeah, I just I just wonder what happens whenever he's not hitting forty three percent from three. Like if if his numbers are just kind of back down to like ten to twelve points. Yeah, probably. But he was, you know, he was taking almost the same amount as he is. This year, last year, and he was hitting at thirty-seven percent. So yeah. if he's just sitting he's a good at shooter, <laughs> and he's also a third option, mm-hmm. sometimes fourth option. Yeah. So if he's just sitting at thirty-eight to thirty-nine percent, dude, I mean, you can do a lot worse than that. So everyone around here would freak out because a lot of people haven't heard of him, or if they have, they haven't heard of him in four years since he was right. picked. But if you you know, you could play him at the the three. The Barnes, Auto, Porter, Harrison, Barnes is a pretty nice combo. Yeah. The problem with him is he's only cost controlled for one year, and then right. you would have to be making a big decision. Yeah, and um, like either they're not going to give up a surefire superstar <laughs> for the seventh overall pick. Right. Like that's not how this works. Like you have to get something back. Yeah, some um, sort of project type thing. Uh, yeah. We could. You want to do the rest tomorrow? Yeah, let's save the uh, let's save the Western Conference for yeah. tomorrow because I've got Suns, T Wolves, Lakers, Pelicans, Nuggets, and Blazers, all with some interesting uh, situations. Some interesting kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More than more than I thought there were, quite honestly. So uh, there you go. There's some uh, kicking around the can on what to do with this first round pick that is uh, losing um, worth by the second. Um, but uh, Suns tonight, 7:30 p.m. at the American Airlines Center. Listen to Jake on the post-game show, correct? Yep, yep. All right, cool. We'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow with uh, some more Locked on Mavs. Thank you for listening, and uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. We'll see you, man.